You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanpodcastnetwork.com for a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive headfirst into other nerdy topics we all love to frolic about in our free time. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 65, Batman, by Francis Manipal and Brian Bucciolato. Joining me on this on this adventure for the very first time on this show, but he's no stranger to podcasting. He is from the Let's Go Network. He's a gotta go. It's Mr. Matt Ritchie. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, and happy to be here. Yes, uh, I've I've gotten to speak with you. I think just once on yours and Justin, our mutual pal Justin Kowalski on his Let's Go show. And I think it was, it was mm-hmm. a long time coming of like, let's get you on the Batman book club. If you want to talk Batman, and we finally, finally made it work. <laughs> Hooray. We did. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm a little slow. I, once I realized everyone was picking all the stories that I would have gone for first, I was like, oh crap, I got to, I got to figure one out. But I think we landed on a good one. I, th- I think so too. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Now, before we get to that, since this, I mean, it's been a little while since I've had somebody on for the first time. So I love to hear this question. Um, what is your favorite Batman story? It's it's a tough one for me, but uh, it's well documented on our show. Justin and I argue over. I think our number one and number twos are flipped from each other. But I would go <laughs> with the long. I would go with the long Halloween. It was one of the biggest, most seminal works that I remember really being introduced to for Batman. That was kind of like. Uh, contained you know limited series story that wasn't just kind of random single issues growing up so it it just has a special place in my heart Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale man I I just feel like you can't go wrong those guys I think anybody who possibly knows that Ryan Lauer exists knows that I love the long Halloween so uh, totally (laughs) approve of your choice you said like it left such an impression on you how old were you do you remember when you first read it I was probably early twenties. It was real late, man. Like I, it was, it was like maybe mid twenties, even like I collected comics really casually, like as a younger kid. And then through high school and the first part of college, like kind of dropped off. And then someone I worked with at Starbucks got me plugged back in actually using uh, civil war was actually had just happened nice. like in Marvel. And so that was kind of my reentry back. And then, when Justin and I really started hanging out a lot more and became really close friends, like he's the one that really pulled me into the, back into the DC world, which was really what I was more familiar with, like from being a kid, it was X-Men or it was DC growing up. And so when he pulled me back in, like I started kind of getting, getting more exposed to like these really kind of more iconic uh, stories and long Halloween is just always just kind of sat at the top for me. It's really almost like a, 
like a survey almost, you know, of, of Batman and mm -hmm. his rogues gallery. And like, it, like, it's just, it's such an expansive thing. It contains so much in such like a short amount of time that I just feel like it's, it's really just one of the best for sure. So while you said that you were late to it, it's also, don't you think that maybe uh, it's such a good thing that you read it when you did, because you're like, you were an adult, a more mature adult, and you could fully appreciate all of, you know, such the deep storytelling that it is. Because I know if I had come across that when it first came out, I was, you know, nine or 10, I wouldn't have appreciated it like I did when I was even 16 and 17 and, and reading something for the first time. And so like in your case of like in your 20s, um, I feel like you could really appreciate how like how deep and in, in, um, mature of a story that this was instead of just being like, oh, pretty pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And I think it, it was in that same kind of season. I was really I maybe wasn't even searching out like specifically Batman stories, but I wish I could remember which one was first, but just all of those, that, that kind of era of Jeff Loeb and Tim sale collaborations. Mm -hmm. Like I just kind of hit all of them pretty much like in one fell swoop. I just couldn't get enough of it. There was something about, and I think, yeah, like appreciating it as an adult, you look for different things. And for me, it's always like the structure and how that of the story and how that really leans into whatever theme they're trying to communicate in that. Like I, I'm a sucker for that. I think it's, when you can use the the actual like literal medium of comic book storytelling you know and really bend that towards like the theme or the point or whatever of your story um i'm always going to be like really nerding out over that kind of stuff and i think there's just so much great art great writing i think the the way the story structured like i just i love that kind of stuff so for sure I could almost scrap the book we're going to talk about and we just keep waxing poetic on the long Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Um, all day, every day I could, but um, great answer. Um, let's go full on family feud. Great answer. Great answer. But today great the book answer. that you have chosen, Matt Ritchie is Batman from Francis Manipal and Brian Bucciolato. Uh, it, this collection specifically is the deluxe edition. Uh, by the two that was mm -hmm. released, um, within the past couple years. I didn't look up when the deluxe edition of it, but it collects Detective Comics number 30 through 34 and 37 through 44, as well as a DC sneak peek. Um, this is the new 52 era, and it first was released from April of 2014 through September of 2015. Um, it's obviously was released physically. It was collected in uh, hardcovers. It was collected in trade paperbacks. I think they're all on DC Universe in Finite now. And as I just said, the deluxe edition was re somewhat recently released. Uh, for this episode, Matt, which version did you read? I have the deluxe edition. I've I've made that a concerted a nice hardcover. Concerted effort the last year to try to go back and look for some collected editions. And I'm really trying to as much as I can get some hardcovers and just like have a really nice nice copy for the library and i'm a big sucker for they've been doing spot gloss on stuff like this Ooh, too. Nice. it's just it's a nice addition but yeah i i like it man <laughs> this is also why i like doing video recording it's like, hey, show, show me yeah <laughs> show me your goodies wow that's a nice book sorry listeners but it's a nice book i read it through the the hoopla app which i constantly praise on this on this show a free it's a digital library all you need is your 
library card, but that is one that I know it's, it's not necessarily hard to find, but I cannot find it for a bar. Like it is $30 minimum wherever I look for it. And I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I don't own any physical, I don't own any physical copies of, of this run. And so I don't know. I'm I'm just really hoping I'm going to stumble across like, Hey, it's $20 or something I'm holding out, but I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I think I just need to, I need to bite the bullet. Uh, Matt, when was the first time that you read these issues? It was actually this past year when I bought this deluxe edition. Um, I've been a fan, like Francis Manipal is like, just, I, I love his work. He's, he's a top, top tier artist for me, mm-hmm. like one of my favorites. And so I try to follow his stuff as much as I can. This just, this switch to them taking over detective happened at a time where I think I, again, just for a season was kind of transitioning out of really consistently collecting going every Wednesday. Um, I think I had just kind of cooled off on the new 52 at that point And was just kind of like, that coinciding with whatever life stuff, I was just not collecting stuff as much. And so I had always wanted to kind of go back and check it out just because I I just love his art so very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this last year, well, I'm probably got probably like, you know, you get Amazon gift cards for Christmas or your birthday and you have no idea what to use them on because you can use them on literally everything. Um, <laughs> Batman comics. I just decided to, <laughs> to, I decided to build up the back catalog a little bit. And so I saw the deluxe edition hardcover and I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get that. Awesome. So Mike, what made you, so you, you briefly touched upon it earlier uh, that people were taking, you know, a lot of your, a lot of the big books and such, what made you choose choose this one because when when we talked about you coming on the show last year even i think you'd even mentioned you mentioned that book and maybe maybe it's because we talked um right after you bought it and that's why it was yeah i think that was probably it on your mind okay you hadn't read it yet so yeah that was probably it (laughs) i think uh my if if i was like oh what would be a fun story to talk about not because i honestly i feel like there's probably guys that are way more um qualified to talk about the big ones you know like year one long halloween all that kind of stuff i would have probably picked uh the black mirror but that was already yeah already snatched up uh (laughs) but but yeah because i had gotten this and i and i i i think the things for batman that stick out to me are when there is kind of a different stylistic take on it i think that Mm -hmm. that interests me it kind of pops up you know i mean like you have you have the Frank quietly, you know, like look of it when Dick Grayson was Batman, you had, I mean, you go back to Frank Miller and like, it was a very different looking Batman. Like he was not built the same way that like Norm Brayfogle or any of these other guys were doing it. And so I think it was really interesting to me because I just, because of what his primary, his work, what his primary work was with Francis Manipal, like I associated him with the flash a little more, like obviously more dynamic, more speed, a little more slender stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm really curious to see like, how does this factor in? Is he going to change it up? Is he going to incorporate that um, into Batman? And how does that work? Cause that was such a bright, like poppy kind of book. Good answer. So yeah, I might as well just Francis Manipal got put on my radar from his, I think he had a brief stint on the flash with Jeff Johns. And then mm-hmm. I think it might've been the road to flashpoint 
or something it was yeah. like 10 issues or something like that and that and i bought those uh those and i'm like man i really like this guy's art and then i'd realized or and then what followed that was this team of manipole and um I keep. I, I feel like if I say it enough out loud, I'm not gonna have to think about it. Bucciolato. I looked it up before we even recorded on YouTube. Like somebody interviewing him. I'm pretty sure Bucciolato. Bucciolato. Oh, good. Um, good. I'm glad you said it first because I'm always <laughs> wondering too. Our, Brian B. There we go. Brian B. He. Yeah. But we they. Call him BB. The, yeah. Oh, BB. Um, <laughs> oh, no, for that close. Maybe that's... <laughs> he. Um, yeah, he he joined Manipole on the Flash. I think after Flashpoint, and I was reading that for a while too, and I was really liking that. And then for you know what you named the reason, I couldn't keep up with it, and so it really excited me in New Fifty Two when they were announced because especially on De- Detective because Detective needed help. You had the Batman run of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, just like you know gold standard, and then Detective yeah. was like the the cousin you never talk about, and so. <laughs> when the announcement was made that they were taking over, it was kind of like, Oh, great. But I, for whatever reason, I didn't, I didn't read it. I think I read the first issue and then I couldn't keep up and I'll just wait for a collected edition. So Mm. I actually, I read, so this, this deluxe edition is broken up into three stories, uh, Icarus anarchy, and then a four issue of Gordon as the, in the bunny Batman suit basically bunny <laughs> bunny robots <laughs> that is that is a good description <laughs> and i read icarus when the when it initially came out in a trade and then anarchy i read this deluxe edition last year or the year before and that was the first time that i read anarchy so hmm. it's it's a pretty they do a good job the team does a good t- a good job and they're credited as storytellers so it's not even like writer is one, artist is the other. It's a great combined effort, which is what I think helps make this team so damn good because yeah. the, it's 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 together fully. And um, I'm, I like that collaboration. Uh, I guess we'll just, let's just start with like the, let's talk into each story on its own and then maybe how they connect overall. Icarus is an interesting an idea. Gotham and mm-hmm. drugs, Gotham and drugs, like <laughs> Gotham and drugs. Surprise! Like cho- chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah. The, so there's a new drug that is very dangerous in Gotham, and it's almost like it it sort of lights them up from the inside. And I know there's mm-hmm. a movie reference of some sort or a, another media reference. I can't think of. Oh, I'm sure there's something. I'm like sure, there's that, multiple lighting up from the inside. Um, that's sort of the, and then Batman goes in full on detective mode of, of the, the connections that like how this spreads out into different aspects of, of Gotham and somehow some way there's, you know, child trafficking involved. So that takes a really dark turn. Uh, mm-hmm. we also have, uh, Harvey Bullock is all over the place in this entire book. It's, I'd almost say he's with, batman as like a co-lead yeah absolutely this is a kind of a bullock story and he's he's got a a partner who is also a love interest and and then um i'm forgetting his name right now but a guy that's involved with that who's like a sumo wrestler and then there's a monstrous octopus i mean icarus (laughs) goes it goes places so just just take it away what what do you like about the Icarus uh, 
the Icarus arc? I like that. I mean, if we look, I, I think to, just to speak to the storytelling aspect of like not separating out, you know, artists, colorists, writer, inker, like all this stuff, like with that all being meshed, it, it seems like something where they're like, we're going to just develop every part of the story at the same time. Like there's no waiting for the script and then you get art back and then you adjust it. Like I could just picture like this process and it feels like, I think for better and worse at different points, like something that was kind of like just developed at the same time. Like you were, you were building the paint plane as you were flying it. Mm -hmm. And I think what I like about that is I think when you kickstart it, you have those first couple of panels in the first issue of it. Like we're just, it's, it's very like, it's a very comic booky thing to like be tongue in cheek about. It's a new start. Like, obviously he's talking about them starting on this book in like a meta way, but it's also this cool way to just be like, Hey, this is Batman's talking about the city or someone's talking about that as you see Batman. So I, the things I like about it, uh, it, for me, it always helps to kind of break it into categories. Like whenever I do reviews, I talk about the art, I talk about the writing. Mm -hmm. If I if I would talk about the art, I think that the movement, the more like kinetic, dynamic, like even the layout, like you have, um, you have this sense of motion through like this entire book. Like nothing really feels static. And I think in a Batman book, you would you could totally get away with doing that. Like there's great static images of Batman, like whether you're using negative space, he's lurking in the shadows, he's hanging out behind, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we've had tons of that. And I think that's really great. And to see, I think immediately right off the jump, you see that uh, Manipul and Butulato, like they're, they're like, we're going to hit the ground running. This is like, uh, maybe it's just in my mind because I saw it last week. This is like Fast and Furious Batman. Like It's <laughs> like stuff is going down. And I think uh, you see that in the way, like, I think, I see a lot of stuff he did in the flash carrying over like uh, Batman will be on a page and he, he will be like overlapping three different panels, but yes. he's like there and you have this action happening in the background or you have someone doing a kick up from like one panel into another. Like there's just like so much that pulls your eye around and pulls you through the story. Um, I think it's just really, really fantastic, man. And you can tell that they are a team that's been comfortable working together because the colors, like everything like feels so intentional, so plotted out. Uh, when you look at um, the color scheme, when you look at panels inset inside panels, I think the second issue of this one, that's when Batman's kind of following the trail and the footsteps of the woman that like got drugged with Icarus and like kind of stumbled through the woods and you see him going through there and looking at it, but yeah. inset in those panels in a completely different color. Like, it's just, you learn, like, the more comic books you read, I think, and maybe maybe not even that. Maybe that's a bad qualifier. Reading in general, seeing some form of art, you want signifiers that tell you, like, what's happening and help you kind of, like, organize what's happening. And I think that it's such a simple but effective way to say, like, here's Batman... Batman's interaction in this two page like set of panels is full color. What he's getting happened is like this washed out, just reds kind of inset thing. Like, like the use of that to bounce off of each other. I think it's another thing like with a, with a story that has so much going on, it's things like that, that keep it organized and keep you able to like track what's happening. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, and I almost feel like it might've been Hitchcock because everything was Hitchcock. Uh, and mm. I apologize if I was incorrect. And if I'm incorrect, almost like you need to just be like only the visuals and you can follow the visuals without dialogue and you know what, and like you can keep going, keep up with the story and where it's going. And I think a strength in this for sure, and a, a great team visually is, of course, like the dialogue adds a lot and it should add a lot as always, but you're not completely lost if you're only paying attention to the picture. So some of, mm. and I'm glad that you brought that up of, of that issue too, of him going over the scene and we're seeing like the, the different colors of what happened at a previous time to the, to the woman of like, that's just, you remove the dialogue and you understand what's going on here. Batman's back at the crime scene. He's, he's detective Batman right now. And they have such great layouts of like, that's not an action moment per se. They do it later on of action scenes where they break down stuff like stuff like that. And they highlight in boxes, like he's grabbing a batarang. The batarang is now thrown into this. And like the layouts are just, the, it mm -hmm. really helps this team just stand out and, like it just, I don't like. I can't say anything better than like you already did, but just emphasize that that's the most striking thing to me. I think of this whole, of these at least of Icarus and Anarchy is because of this team and their like watercolor. I think they have like a watercolor approach to to their stuff too, which mm -hmm. um, most people, a lot of people, if you think what's watercolor, think of the hush flashbacks of young Tommy Elliot and Bruce. Like that's kind of like watercolor. Yeah, yeah. This is like a more colored in version of that, but I think there's definitely a lot of watercolor involved. And I think that that's the first thing I think of when it comes to this run. Is like yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. I think you can. I think sometimes you can totally like it makes sense if you would just say like, oh, watercolors, I just associate that with something soft or with something, you know what I mean? Like, like less, and this is like a pretty dark, like this is pretty like noirish, like the, yeah. all the covers, all the covers are super like, those are each like a pulp, like movie, like poster is what they all feel like to me it, in the best way. Especially like number 31, that's got the, the tiger head. And oh, then dude, that it, one's so cool. <laughs> that's great looking. And the, the tiger and a triangle and inside that is Batman inside that are hands that are up. Like that's kind of, that's a trippy cover, but like, I don't, I'm impressed by that tiger. Yeah. I think there's layers <laughs> to all of that. And when you see that tiger show up in the, in the issue, I think it's striking too. Mm -hmm. And and again, like I, I was wondering, like Batman can be a lot of things. I know with that, and I'm sure you've talked about lots of crazy, very different stories from each other. But I think when you come back to it, like if if he's going to go with something a little more pulpy, a little more, more noir, like, man, I've never seen this team do that. Can they do that? And I think they deliver it big time, especially that would probably be, so then that's issue 31 you said has a tiger on it. Like yeah. you, have, you have these, like this fight scene where it's yeah. all like dark and the only light you have is this red light where he's fighting sumo and i'm like that's that's a pretty like kick-ass like fight scene that yeah. i think i think can fit in with the grittiest of gritty like batman fights honestly i think that stands it, it can join the ranks of those and i think that's an accomplishment when you have a team coming off of something that maybe was a little smoother a little happier a little brighter and they're like, hey, we can deliver on on this part of Batman's uh, story too. 
Yeah, and I, I do. I just love that. Of you see, he has his glow sticks, and he's the panel by panel of that sit right before they fight. And it is, you know, he pulls them out, he rolls them, and then what's it roll to? This big tiger face. And you're like, what is that? No, no, it's the guy's gut. But still, and then and then the fight ensues. And yeah, I I agree. That looks great. The story. Yeah. I I gotta say that help connect connect the dots with me on the story because. I do think I feel like there's maybe a chapter or two missing. Now, I always, if I, if I stake a claim that I didn't follow a story, I point both of my index fingers at myself that this must be a me thing. <laughs> I'm not saying these guys don't uh, know what they're doing. I just, I, in reading it, it's like there's a drug, then there's the child trafficking um bruce goes undercover and when he first comes across this this guy who pulls up in a like in a limo and bruce undercover asks him you know i, I want the ick you know the, the ick, right. matt ritchie and and then he gets blasted but he gets blasted by this guy and then bring in the, i like the 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 monster octopus and then the the woman at least we get a scene with the the woman at the beginning that she, her and Bruce are going to work on the the waterfront. Um, they're going to build it up, and we get invested in the woman and her daughter. But then mm -hmm. it's like her daughter kind of just disappears, and then she shoots a guy later. And then <laughs> there's somebody. The source of the of the ick was some guy that was being highly powered, and they were taken some of his voltage if you will and drugging it up to try and cash on it so to me that's where i'm getting like where's the it, it just doesn't fully click with me so go ahead yeah. preach to me yeah. teach me something uh, so 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 here's the thing and again i say this as someone who's a huge fan of this team mm -hmm. Fra francis manipul and brian bucciolato have done some of my most favorite comic book art in okay. the last decade or so um I think there's a reason they do they they create their art side of things uh, in a way where you don't have to have all the dialogue or story to be able to follow, mm -hmm. because I think to me this story specifically I don't feel the same way about anarchy necessarily, but for this one for Icarus it feels like a lot is happening, yeah, but also not very much is happening at the same time. It's one of those interesting combinations where. I think I had some of the same feelings as you the first time I read it, where I was like, am I supposed to know who that is? Like yeah. do, who, where did they come from? And I think the premise is fine. And I, th I, I think reading it a second time and prepping to, to record this, I'm like, oh, okay, I think I followed it a little more. Um, I don't think it's the strongest execution on the story. I, I appreciate that they're trying something different. I think one thing I noticed in these specifically, this story, I think, excuse me, uh, it's easy for Batman to just be surrounded by a bunch of rich white people all yeah. the time, or mm -hmm. even like not rich white people. Like that's just kind of the nature of the comic books. Uh, and I think you can see like Francis Manipal seems like he like really went out of his way. Like it, it's a pretty diverse cast. Mm -hmm. in in this and you're seeing a different part of gotham you're seeing bruce challenged by someone to do better in his like alter ego persona life you know like to 
and I, I like those aspects of it. So there's still kernels of things that I like. Um, I think the squid is because that mobster guy is called the squid and his like cousin or brother or whatever was one of the guys from the beginning that messed up the child trafficking ring that he broke up. So I think that's that's the connection for that as far as connecting dots, but it's not very evident when you're reading it. And then to have those bikers that are introduced at the beginning, ultimately be the people responsible for it, but also they killed, you know, the woman and that's actually his daughter. And so he was kind of like the spurned, you know, lover um, angle was a weird thing for me to throw on at the end that felt very tacked on at the end and didn't feel like a through line to me. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what I would say about the writing. Like, I think it's, it's got a lot going on, but it's also pretty simple and it ends up being kind of a weird combo to me, but ultimately I think the art and the concept like pull it through for me overall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It in of course it's just me trying to, you know, uh, I'm gonna break this down so intelligently, uh, Matthew. This <laughs> the plot A does not connect with plot B. No, no, no. Like it's it's definitely if I stop and think about it. But I think a benefit is that it is small scale. It's not mm-hmm. all of a sudden, hey, a nuke's coming to Gotham. It's gonna blow up right. the whole city or something. It does keep it grounded, which does fit in a noir a batman noir story a batman detective story. so if it a nuke was coming to gotham would he just fly it away a safe distance <laughs> and then uh run away to to europe somewhere in a cafe is that how that's supposed to work yeah i think that's in the batman handbook <laughs> <laughs> written by scott Beatty. um run it run away run away <laughs> run a, away it's a monty python uh if you if it. you don't think you can divert the nuke and get away, then just skip diverting the nuke and just get away. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there you you've, go. You've given these people everything, Batman. Okay, so sorry, I Justin's worn off on me too much, and I can't can't <laughs> pass up a, a dig <laughs> at the Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Uh, but but I think you got a point. Like it's not this huge global scale thing, uh, which I think works to their advantage. You know. Yep, we have enough stories in in all forms of media that the entire city is at risk whereas here this definitely helps keep it like in a a grounded approach for this story and it just it does really it does work really well and i i am surprised i think that they did a really good job um i'm trying to think what is what's her name elena aguila that's the the woman at the beginning that bruce talks about Mm -hmm. building up the waterfront yes that's basically sets this whole almost sets this whole thing in motion um they really did a good job and i think it was only like four or five pages to get us invested in her that mm-hmm. it, it they did a really good job there this is a woman that we've never heard of before she gets about four pages but not even just a woman this is a character that we get four pages from and then it does it's very effective when you end the issue and she shows up and dies on wayne manor's doorstep uh like and it was kind of like oh wow like what's going on here and and yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't stick to that. Like that is our source of m- moving us through the next three chapters of this, but it doesn't necessarily ignore it either. And it plants some seeds with her and yeah, the whole, the one biker dude being the surprise daddy is kind of like, that's, that's weird. And I think his, and we'll move on here in a second. And, but I know that confrontation, I got mixed up. Uh, and this is probably what set me into like trying to connect everything is when he says that 
it's like he's trying to get the daughter who's what's her name uh they have it in here hold on just a second annie the eagle aguila so the Mm -hmm. biker dude tells annie i'm your papa and he brings a guy there and says he's the reason your mom's dead but it seems like the biker guy and that guy were just allies like pages before I, I, I think yeah, something like that. And that's that where way. I got a little confused and we hadn't seen Annie in a while. And then she pulls out a gun and she shoots him. And then by, by the conclusion of the arc, she's just kind of like, I'm out. And so she felt like, Oh, we started off so well with you and your mom. Mm. I feel like we could have done more with this. And that's where I think I have like, a, Oh, I feel like maybe missing a chapter where we had another yeah, it moment. It does with feel that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, what I would, what I, the moments I like too, I, I really liked the moment where Bruce is working on the, like the Robin bike or whatever the right name for it would be. Um, I could probably make up something if I was smarter in the moment, <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like to have him like remembering like, oh, this is coming on the heels of Damien dying in the yeah. books. And yeah. I think like those moments, I wish we would have gotten some more of those because I think those were the more kind of poignant moments. Because even at the end, when he has his final kind of confrontation with, is it Holter? The, yes, the name of the, the, the biker guy? Uh, like Batman comes after him, like not just because of what he did as far as crime and stuff, but he says like, like talking about Elena, like she was right to keep you away. A real father puts his child's need over his. It's called sacrifice. And I'm like, you, you can see, and I'm like, man, if they would have given us even more of like the kind of state that he's coming from in making a statement like that, I think that would have landed even yeah. better. I, I'll but say I that, that they did that. They, they did end the issue. I think that that was a really good scene between Annie and Bruce on her and how she's leaving Gotham. And she'd said, you know, basically tells them of like, you had the money to save the waterfront by yourself way before my mom pushed you in the right direction. Um, believing in you cost my mom her life. Uh, it, that's kind of like a, ooh, that's a bit of a gut punch. And then Bruce tries to spin a little optimism. You know, the skies are clearing and she's like, it's because we're not in Gotham anymore. She just kind of takes off and Alfred gives Bruce, you know, the, a gentle pat on the back. So it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh man, that's, they just, they don't end the story. I'm like, we got the bad guys. Hooray. It's like, no, that you're the reason my mom's dead. And then she doesn't yeah. even give him a chance for defense or anything. And she's out. And well, then, and she, she killed a guy too. Like there, yeah. there's like real ramifications at the end of this where everything's not tied up. And I think I actually kind of like that. She's someone calling on like, yeah, I think it's done a lot probably in comic in Batman comic books, I should say, is you see kind of this mirror image of Bruce, like him seeing himself in these other people. Obviously you get that with the Rob, various Robins, specifically Dick. Um, but you see like, like, oh, you are orphaned. Like all of a sudden, like your, your parent was taken away from you. And what do you do with that? I think it almost ended up being kind of a story about that too. And she chose something different than him. And She's like, you can't just like, okay, cool. You took out the bad guy. It doesn't fix this. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. And I, I do like the, the end capper too, of we get an anarchy tease, which we already knew anarchy was coming mm-hmm. this arc, the anarchy arc. I think I'll flat out say like, I love it. It's so fantastic. I, okay, good. Woo. I, yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's so good. 
it's a great spin it's a great spin on anarchy uh on top of that they find a way to include mad hatter mm-hmm. and i love that too and, and super I'm, creepy too yeah i'm not saying that i love what the mad hatter does but there's definitely elements on it's suggested with a lot of mad hatter stories of what he's possibly doing yeah that they're not in and, and this like this elaborates a little bit and we don't know how he's directly involved but we get a nice like this that's what's just so great is mad hatter's here we're gonna learn over the next three issues of how he's a part of this because it's Mm -hmm. this the arc is called anarchy so we think oh anarchy is here to you know start a revolution and um give people masks and tell them you get to start over clean what kind of person do you want to be that sounds like a great idea on paper, but it's, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's right. just, it's, it's not okay. Um, right. Right. Go ahead with this. What, how do you feel yeah, about the I, anarchy arc? So um, I, I don't have a ton of experience in a lot of anarchy stories. Obviously mm-hmm. I've like had encountered the character here and there, read the Wikipedia articles to try to figure out who this guy is at the time. Um, but man, like, even on, on just like on paper, it, the first thing I was thinking is like, why hasn't this happened more before? Like anarchy just seems like the perfect type of villain as a foil to Batman and like being the methodical, like logical detective. I mean, cause that's really like a lot of what gives his rogues gallery, like their edge, right? Like when you have think the Joker and what makes him such a great foil to Batman is cause he's, he's chaotic. He's mm-hmm. anarchic. Like he is that. And so I think, bringing in a character like this and using him like that i'm like that's so great and i think what he does what what the team does i should say in this story and also in the previous one in icarus i appreciate when new characters or new spins on characters are brought in in a way that like i can follow i'm bought in and it makes sense um i cannot say the same i'm not keeping up on it all the way but the most current the current batman run i will just say in my opinion is not accomplishing that same thing with the new characters brought in. Um, it's gotten tough. I've been Pete Vera and I have been doing monthly wrap up shows since March, and yeah. that's always the like that's the first Tuesday of every month is the the new Batman comic. And I try, Matt, I try to be positive <laughs> with everything because I I like liking things. I don't like to spend time talking about things I don't like. But I For mean, sure. it's the Batman title, and it is not good. It's it's really not, but I mean, and anyways, I, say, I, I don't, <laughs> and I also don't like to dwell on stuff like that too. I just say that in saying that that that's contrasting with what Manipul did sure. in in this short little run. I was like, mm-hmm. you actually brought in some new characters. It made sense to Gotham. Didn't feel gimmicky. Didn't feel like, and you made it make sense for the story. I would say, I think Anarchy is great. I think having a way. I agree for uh, Mad Hatter to be involved is really cool and to still keep that dark kind of like noirish yeah angle with him i thought was cool and i and i forgot to say it with icarus but i'll say it for both of these is i am also a huge harvey bullock fan not because he's a good person like he's a jerk like i don't like him but again like you always want like a good foil to your main character and I think he's fantastic foil to batman because he's not a bad guy but he's also not nice um and i think and i think like when you look at the writing and stuff even if the stories are kind of like 
thin here and there. I think the characterization for Harvey and how he interacts with Batman, I love every time it happens. And the way they end up working together at the end of this little arc, um, I, thought, I thought it was a fantastic payoff. I'm glad you brought in you brought in Harvey. Uh, I forget what the the deal is with Gordon at this time. This is right before he was he becomes missing Batman, or but... quit or something like that. I again, this is where I fell off, and so I don't remember. I just remember he showed up with a. Uh, all of a sudden, he was younger and had uh, yeah. a buzz cut <laughs> and could pilot a robot. He was ripped, a buzz cut, and yeah, he was Batman. But I love bringing in Harvey Bullock because. I'm a, I too, I really like Harvey Bullock and I just echo what you just said of, it's not because like, oh, he's so charming and he's so wonderful. It's like, no, he's, he's an overweight slob. That's a bit of a jerk, but I think, you know, deep down in Harvey Bullock is like, he's trying to, he's trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, He also may try and get some bucks out of the deal or something on the side. But Mm -hmm. the main thing, the main problem is like, he doesn't have time for, for mooks, you know? Um, (laughs) And I, I love that in this, they really ramped up the jerkness and him not liking Mm -hmm. Batman. Like that is cranked to an 11. And it does, it does add another layer because you have Batman who has, had this relationship with Gordon. So he's had that way into GCPD and he's had, mm-hmm. he's had the uh, camaraderie of the department because he's got the man in charge of the department is his, uh, is his partner. Basically he does not have that in Bullock. So this is like yeah. Batman knows I need to go to Bullock to try and solve whatever, you know, solve this case and stuff. And Bullock is just not like, he's always with resistance. And that definitely adds another great layer uh, to to this story and ramps up more so. I think he's in Anarchy more than he's in Icarus, but he gets a lot of time in Icarus as well. So, uh, yeah. in short, I'm just I I'm glad he brought that up because I totally 100% agree. Um, the inclusion of of Bullock in this is is great. It's awesome. And I I think uh, also I would say the Inclusion of Matches Malone is always a welcome addition. <laughs> oh, to yeah. me. I'm like, it's still like, it, it's just such a goofy concept that shouldn't work. But every time I'm like, yeah, Matches Malone, <laughs> bring Bruce a match undercover. I, uh, and and Matt, to have his, what, go ahead. I was going to say, Matt Reeves, sometime, can you please bring in Matches Malone and Harvey Bullock in one of the movies? Bring them both in somehow because. Uh, we, we're waiting. We're waiting for it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say uh, in, in thinking about matches one, that sequence, that scene that he's in, we also get the new 52 origin story for, quote unquote, the real anarchy with Lonnie coming in as a as a homeless team that's kind of like just kind of scheming and stuff. By the end of that arc, he's out of the hospital and he's got a mask and he sees his reflection in it kind of like anarchy does in the first page of the first issue right lonnie Mockin is that how you say like his his last name he's um, one of the guys that's been anarchy before right all right kids class is in session and mr richie is going to learn us something i missed all of that i like you i don't know anarchy very well i think the most yeah. exposure i have of him as a character is 
his appearances in Beware the Batman. I don't know if you ever if you ever watched that and oh, caught that. Man. I, I thought he was it's pretty good in show. that. Yeah, I thought he was. I, I like that interpretation of him. And of course, there's one of the covers. I think it was a Bra- a Bray Fogel cover uh, in the '90s where he's got the long red like cloak and the yellow yeah, mask, like cloak and, and, and cape, yeah, and, and the hat. But I couldn't. That's definitely always been a Batman villain. It's like, hey, what's his real name? And I'm like, I don't know. So the kid who gets shot, who's trying to turn his life around since he gets the free shot and matches finds this out. And then he gets shot by uh, detective. Yip. Uh, Yip. Yeah. And he gets shot by her. And then we see he's in the hospital, but then he pulls through. So he, that's actually the, the original anarchy. Like in Batman lore. That's what I'm trying. Honestly, I'm trying to pull it up now. So I'm okay. not like, so you want me to keep talking? Talk up. up. So um, on this page of Manipul, um, okay, that's, well, that's just, that's interesting. I'm just throwing that out there. I could be 100% completely off. No, Lonnie Mockin. Anarchy is introduces Lonnie Mockin, Mackin, a child prodigy with knowledge of radical philosophy and driven to overthrow governments to improve social conditions. There you go. Man, that makes it even From cooler. Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, at least. And as Michael Scott would say, anyone can put anything they want in there so you know it's it's true. <laughs> you, you always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorites. Um, that's, wow, so that's, good. that's great. That's awesome. Man, I learned something. See? see this, I, mean, I don't know if they ever did anything with it, but... This show doesn't just work for the listeners it works for me oh i learned something i i totally missed that i that's great like i'm i'm ecstatic now and the show we've what were some of (laughs) there you go i was just gonna ask you what some of your favorite stuff was from this arc but if we're done we're done man just just call it (laughs) yeah um it's not the discovery of of anarchy i love I love the explosion of the Wayne, the Wayne tower in the a, I think the way that that's illustrated mm. in the boom and the way it explodes up to the a, I can, I, I can hear it. I can visualize it being live action. And I like yeah, something about sure. that is really cool. I love that. It's at Christmas time. Um, yes, me too. The, the Mad Hatter stuff I think is great. I, I do like, I like the whole, oh, so you, you mentioned Joker is chaos. Anarchy is not as much of a threat, but he, I think it might be because he's, it's almost like controlled chaos. Hmm. Um, he, he gets political and it's, it is almost like many of Batman's rogues that, that are very effective of, I think at times anarchy does have a point. His methods are just, his methods are wrong. And so, you know, what he brings for this of like a, a freedom for citizens of like your, your debts are cleared. Everything's clear. We're all on the same level here. So you don't need to feel intimidated. Mm. You don't need to feel like you're trapped. And it worked for future anarchy, man, Lonnie, it worked for him because he's like, no, I'm not into that anymore. I'm going to, I've got my head on straight since we're starting over. So that on paper does sound good, but it, it caught, it's causing chaos in, in Gotham. And these people are, able to hide behind a mask so they, there's a freedom behind hiding your identity as well i like all of that and how that's a great story that keeps pushing like that's a good plot point that keeps pushing the story forward 
um batman and harvey again like that's a strength and then i like how the story culminates leading to this old um this old home in the scene and the what we find out this is where mad hatter is connected this actually is the whole reason for this story the identity mm-hmm. of this anarchy kind of like works but that's almost like a case of we didn't get enough of the politician who it's spoiler alert who's yeah. revealed so there's another maybe chapter i felt like was missing because i didn't i know when i first read this i wasn't like oh it was kind of it was scratching my head of like wait who's that again oh yeah that yeah, guy same thing yeah same huh. thing he's and he's in icarus mm-hmm. a little bit he's in here but it is such a quick thing where it feels like you got to the end of a scooby-doo episode and you never saw the person they unmasked you're like how am i supposed to know who that guy is <laughs> oh. um, but yeah and i think there's i like that we have the reveal of like here's why these things are coming around and i like the idea of the masks because i think it, it again i think you look for moments that kind of land well and one of them for me is batman as bruce as matches malone telling lonnie like hey the stuff you need and what you need to be okay moving forward you're not going to find it behind a mask yeah. and to see that like text box over him as batman i'm like that's that's like the kind of dynamic I want to see Batman grappling with. Cause he's not like, Oh, this is something that's so fun. And I love this. It's like, no, this is like a necessity and I don't want other people to have to follow me into it. I think is always an interesting spot for Batman to come from. For sure. It, the, uh, at that end point at the, at the home uh, <clears throat> to take a, a chapter out of, the dark night of sometimes people need to have their faith rewarded. It's great to see that Bullock and Batman come together um, Mm -hmm. and they, they basically disconnect the Mad Hatter's card, which then we find out that this isn't just the, the actions of all the people in Gotham, everyone ended up with a mask is being controlled. So Yeah. yeah. Immediately when that is revealed, you have the people that are that are, you know, pulling Batman up, uh, like, and, and they're on Batman's side. And so it's like, to me, that just kind of works. Of like, oh no, 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 these people weren't against you. Look at now that they're in control of themselves, they're here to help you too. Like they're your allies. And so I, I really liked that moment as well. And then yeah, the whole connection with Mad Hatter is is good stuff because I just don't think we get enough of Mad Hatter. And sometimes when he's used, it is, it's quick and it's not necessarily effective. It's almost making fun of him a little bit. I like, again, I don't like what he does, but I like when they take (laughs) him as like, he is a serious threat. Like this is a sick man who is getting by, you know, with his, it's controlling people. And so he, he can, when they treat him with, like he's a scary threat. I always, I always like that. So that's why all of that in anarchy is why that arc really works for me. Yeah. I think, I think it's really great. I think it has some great themes it's exploring. I think um, the art is still just top notch. Character yep. work is great. It feels like this was the arc where they really settled into their groove mm-hmm. after Icarus. And I will say from the first these first two arcs something that i think stand again stands out to me i don't know if my antennas are just up like these days with it but it does have to do with like it feeds into one another and it has to do in both cases with 
kind of like marginalized or kind of helpless people that Batman that the that's the source of like them being wrong, just kind of the source of what's causing yeah. these issues now for Batman. And to see him address things like that is is pretty cool. Like I, I love seeing Batman take down like rainbow like colored villains in space and alternate dimensions as much <laughs> as much if not more than the next guy um but but this was really a great read and i think like you see i mean you see this this story uh anarchy isn't happening in a vacuum like you have that waterfront was destroyed yeah in in icarus and it's like okay so there's unrest already and you're feeding into that and I mean, and it's been done other places too. Like it, it honestly made me think like handing out the masks and people kind of uprising. I was like, oh, okay, so it's kind of like the end of Joker a little bit. Yeah. And so it's not about the guy, like he's not the Joker, but he's maybe he inspired the person that's the Joker. Like, you know, if that's like your theory or whatever, like mm-hmm. it feels very much in that vein, but this was done first, you know, before the movie. Yeah, um, yeah man, I I just love Francis Manipal and, and Brian Bucciolato, like when they do stuff together, I'm always, my, my, my ears prick up. I search it out. I look for it. And um, again, brutal, brutal fight stuff in here too, man. Lots of like hands are getting stabbed and people are getting shot. I'm like, man, they're not pulling back anything, man. It's, it's pretty, pretty gruesome, but I think the way they do it, the, the style, the design, the character work, you know, even from an artistic perspective, like doesn't ever feel too heavy though. Um, even with all that going on. Yeah. It, Cause it doesn't, they don't do it in a way that makes it seem like Batman's weak or like they're making it seem like Batman's powerless or anything. It's like, no, it's just Batman has a, it's a gritty, it's a gritty brawl and he's, mm-hmm. he's being challenged. Like he's at, he's being challenged and I'll take those kind of, encounters any day um, yeah of course i, mean, I you... love batman coming in and just totally owns the scene takes out everyone of course he's Batman. Yeah. those look great but i like these kind of these moments too as a good um payoff if you will and and when it's just utilized well and it's definitely utilized well here yeah i i wonder uh with these two stories maybe more so with iris like there's so many great elements and great ideas and characters brought in. I wonder if it would have served the team better, even if it wasn't a thing at the time to do more, almost like vignettes with each of these characters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and make it like these smaller, more consistent things. It makes me think of like, did you read uh, Tom King's Superman uh, book uh, up from in the like sky? a year or two up in the sky? Yeah. I, I loved that. Like, and I thought like the way you did it is almost very episodic. It makes me wonder when something doesn't follow through over the course of three, four five issues. I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder like if people can, it just gave themselves like the freedom to do more like vignette stuff that still tells a consistent story, but doesn't feel like, cause then we're not going, who's that guy? Why have I not seen him in three issues? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a thought I had reading through it. I'm like, I wonder if that would have strengthened this a little more if they had the freedom to do that. Well, when I have lunch with them next week, I'll ask. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Put in a good word for me. <laughs> Absolutely. After you brought that anarchy bomb, you dropped that anarchy bomb. Like, yeah, I owe you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in your debt. So I have the least amount of words to say for the last arc um, for yeah. uh, quite a few reasons, but I will not say that it's bad because I don't think that it's bad. 
they definitely the team does not do the art they do the story and i think it's even um old bb does the final issue just himself for the script um, okay but this is the this becomes this is bunny batman which i think a lot of people it's their least favorite part of that new 52 uh batman material uh it's fine i'll say a positive is that this jim gordon batman is a supporting character here also we do see oh not just anybody can be batman you mm. you do see that part of like he, there's definitely the last issue or second to last issue he does go back to his apartment and he's just he's beat he's exhausted he's got all these like you know vitamins and stuff laying out and he just yeah. goes to sit down and there's an explosion and so he's got to hop back up and he's got to hop to it and that's just when the thought popped in my head of like no you see that's what makes bruce wayne batman special because he knows this is this is his life and he's always like he's always right there he's never turning it off and that's what makes him like and that was just kind of the lesson i got out of this and maybe that's the point of this whole you know this whole inclusion of jim gordon as being the being batman is you know everybody's noticing you're not the real batman you're you're filling in for right now mm. I think that first of all, that's a that's a very generous reading of that scene. That there's vitamins laying out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I pay attention knowing, to the knowing, important knowing, things. Knowing Gordon's <laughs> knowing Gordon's past, I, I would say that's very uh, generous to, of you to, to credit him thinking those are vitamins. Because um, uh, I would definitely read that as it being harder stuff than that. Um, I I honestly, dude, I I wish this story wasn't in this addition yeah. like it, it really is a bummer of an ending to this book like i it's not that i can't have anyone else's art but it's like again we said like buccellato and francis manipul like they they're playing to their strengths when they're doing art and story and everything wrapped in one and their strengths are not the writing in the story and so if that's if that's their not that they can't tell one because I think we just talked about it, we liked it. Yeah. But I think if that's only thing they do, like it, it's been hard to me in both readings to to get through that last uh, story arc uh, I, in this collected edition. Fernando it's, Blanco, I think, did the mm -hmm. art here, and I swear he's been doing something recently. So like the name is familiar, the art is not, and I can't. Art I can't is, remember. The art is in the style of guys like. Um, Oh shoot! I'm blanking. Who's on the Rorschach book with Tom King right now? Jorge, Jorge Fornes. Yeah, Fornes. It, it's very similar style to that, just not as good, in my opinion. <laughs> and it's just a story that I'm like, yeah, the the whole like you have to help me kill my partner, and then but then there's Gordon, but then there's others. Like it's just, it's really disconnected to me, man. Like it's. Yeah, I don't have a lot of words either, just because it's it's a real bummer of a <laughs> of an ending to the collected edition. Like, I I would I would take it out if I could. It maybe took me two sittings, maybe each of Icarus and Anarchy, and I think this last part it was four or five issues, and I read one issue at a time. I didn't like binge it. I was just like, okay, I'm good for right now. Yeah, put it down, came back to it later. 
it's a it's, little, a, it's a real slog to get through. Yeah, man. that was the word I was gonna say is slog. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a Bullock story, so that's at least like good. And it's mm-hmm. you know he's got a partner who's also uh rom- you know a romantic a love interest. Um, and we Montoya comes back, so it's like oh character like we like Montoya, we like Bullock. Um, and I've I've always liked the the relationship of Montoya and Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, and they definitely capitalized on that a little bit here. Um, and there is a mystery, you know, they, I think the, what they, this could have been more of a slog, but they, they mm-hmm. did play with time to at least keep our interest. And it's, that's true. Thank goodness they did that because, uh, you know, it's at the beginning of my partner's there and then you see, oh, Harvey blows up. He just killed his partner. All right. Three weeks ago. And it's almost like yeah. plants the seed of where we're at. And you're like, wait, mm-hmm. where's, where's it going? And they're like three days ago. All right. One day ago. All right. Now we're finally in the present. We're finally caught up. And then we get to that. We rewind and we lead up to the big explosion to where. So at least with that, I think that is. I don't know that that can keep my interest because I am just, okay. I am curious. How does this add up? But by the yeah. issues end, yeah, it's, I will definitely reread Icarus. I will definitely reread Anarchy. I've I've read this, you know, two or three times now. I think I'm good. I don't need to revisit yeah. <laughs> anymore. Um, and and yeah, that's just kind of like I didn't brush up on this nearly as much as I did the other two stories, man. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. And I I don't know if it's you know I can't. It's another just because I didn't like it that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just has sure. stuff that's not my, it's just not my interest. And um, because I think, did it follow through and telling a story and answer all the questions? It sure did. So mm-hmm. therefore it's like, sure. okay, it's just not my preference, I guess. But yeah, I think I've said it. I think I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. I think I've said enough on this. The covers are still really cool. They are. Yeah. At least this team, they did the covers for that, including the, the last. So, yeah. So it's interesting to me that they did choose the cover of that's got to be detective 44. The last issue in this collection, that cover they used for the deluxe edition, mm-hmm. um, which that's, that's cool. Cause now I'm scrolling through quick to look back at, look back at all the other covers. And I'm like, yeah, I think I like that one a lot. Of course, Tiger cover is pretty. I think it. Fantastic. I think it looks like it was maybe even a like a alternate cover because when you look at his cover sketches, you see the yellow one they ended up using. Yeah. Maybe that's just from the old one. Maybe it's just showing it side by side. All of these layered kind of covers are all super cool. Yeah. Maybe it's also it's it's kind of the most simplistic in a way of Mm -hmm. you can make out what it is of like, Oh, there's Batman. And then, Oh, a character, character, character. The other ones are pretty. um, I'm not trying to say this in like a negative way. It's, it's not as clear. What's what the image is. They're more like intricate. Yeah. 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 There we go. Um, I did just come across the page of Gordon's vitamins. It's ginseng vitamin C and soy and protein. Well, there you go. See, he's, so, he's straight and narrow after all. 
And as well as it looks like it's a box of cigarettes that says smoking kills. So hell, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and a sport bar in another sport bar. So, but you know what? We don't know what's in that clear glass. So we'll say he's back on the, he's back on the wagon. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, let's get moving on to some, to some favorites, Matt Ritchie, as we start yeah, yeah. to inch toward closing up. What is your, of this, of this entire book? So all these issues, this run and everything. Uh, what's, what was your favorite part? Ooh, um, I loved, it was such a very Batman part mm -hmm. to see him saving those people in that building that exploded with like that foam stuff and yeah. the way it was drawn where it kind of like, again, it's one of those moments where it kind of flows over multiple uh multiple cells you know what i mean yep. like yep. it's it's such a great and leading up to that so i'll just say the batman just kind of leaning in this broken window mm -hmm. yeah just leaning <laughs> in is a very it's a very it's such a batman thing to do like yeah hey wayne tower blows up uh, <laughs> so yeah i think he, and then the subsequent like him saving those people that way it was a very just of course batman had a way to do that like why not yep. very cool well done yeah that was a fun um, sequence for me i think my favorite part of all this is is just the entire scene of bullock and batman at the house and the anarchy wrap-up oh, i love all that too. of how they end up heading there together and go to the house and they're fighting and they both take their licks for sure but it's they end up becoming victorious because they both are using their brains and work together to, um, to basically to. I mean, it's Bullock that finds out about the Mad Hatter's, uh, his hat and the card and pulls and pulls that. And I don't know. I just I like how all of that, all that culminates and and, and goes down. Yeah. Uh, how about a favorite panel? Ooh, Oof. this is <laughs> what a uh, uh, gosh, that's really, really tough to choose. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say an honorable mention for me is early on in one of the issues when Bullock is making coffee in the police department. I don't know if you mm -hmm. caught it, but his mug says world's greatest detective on it. And I was like, okay, I like that a lot. That was a fun nod. <laughs> Harvey Bullock is the <laughs> world's greatest detective when we all know Batman is. Uh, so... I was hoping you're going to leave it at that. That's it. That's my favorite panel. <laughs> That's it. But no, I, I, I'm tempted to make that my favorite panel just because it's mm -hmm. such a fun, silly call out, but yeah. I lost my, and there's also like a very, uh, the dark Knight returns panel. I don't know if you caught that too. If you look here. Oh yeah. It's colored weird. It's colored weird. Cause it's like a far off thing, but I'm like, Oh, that pose. Uh, sorry. Mm -hmm. But I'm like all like, taking up time going to i think one of my favorite ones is layout the detail the colors everything would be this double page ah, spread yeah you have batman and anarchy are both kind of beat to crap and they're talking about the things and then you see in that anarchy a kind of the backstory yep. without any depth it's just very two-dimensional like just kind of playing out it's an incredible storytelling moment in my opinion. And I think that's, it's, and I'm going to 
totally think of three other panels that are more my favorite as For soon sure. as I say that one. But there's a lot but of good stuff in here. There, there's yeah, so much good stuff. What good about you? Call. Good call on that because that is it's conveying a lot of story in such a small fashion, but like not overdoing it. And so, ugh, mm-hmm. simplicity just works sometimes. For me, uh, there was, I think, an almost had it. And when I came across it, Batman's in the, he's in the sewers in Icarus. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I, I had it. I swear I had it. But it's he, towards um, the end of it. Okay. He's in the sewers and they're like something of we've got Batman now or something like that. And I just think that's a really good image. Um, but then I read Anarchy and it's, it's just like the eighth page into the anarchy one, but it's basically when Hatter has fallen through the ice and Batman says, you killed Alice and the Batwing is above them with its light shining down. Oh yes. I think that because I a fantastic panel, I always say on the show, if I see one image and it, and it, can just an image get my mind and my imagination creating a story around it? Say there's no dialogue and this is just like, hey, here's a Batman image that Manipal and Buccioletto drew. Yeah. And th- like, do you remember the, like the tops? The 60s series had them, but when they would have like tops uh, trading cards of Batman and it, and you just see like, and it's, and it's just like a, a drawing kind of painted and that mm-hmm. was it. Like there was yeah. no story. It, it's like that i love seeing those and then you just like take it however you want tell the story what happened here and that's how i I'll, i definitely started to approach my favorite panel part and so for here is definitely like that's cool the top half is cool it's the batwing bat symbol light it's red batman's badass and then you get to the bottom part and it's like a dude broke through ice and there's a bunch of skulls it's like what is going on so, <laughs> so it's good. good it's just good i like it a lot um would you like to see this run um whatever faction just one arc all three arcs two arcs adapted in some way in animation in animation yeah animation's tough because i and it's even like i'm kind of like a little hesitant even to check out the long halloween it's because when something has such an iconic style that's not like just a house style yeah i'm afraid they're not going to adapt it the way i want to adapt it because so much of it is the style like that's the it's the the blessing and the curse of comic books right like that the the art style is like intrinsically linked to Mm -hmm. the story and so I think it would be a fun story. I think I would like to see it fleshed out a little more, especially Icarus. Like if they use that as the basis for something that maybe had that extra chapter that you felt was missing. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a lot of fun. And I, 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 and the anarchy one, I think it'd be good. I'm usually very hesitant though with any story. I like, you know, novel comic book, whatever it is like to have it be adapted just because adaptations can get, go sideways so quickly. Sure. Um, so a hesitant. Yes. I, I think I yeah. would, I would see, I would like to see, I don't care about the Gordon one, but no. the, that no one cares about that one, but the other two I think are a good pairing and I think could make something pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say that's, I think that's the only way that I would want to do it is, in a you know 70 75 minute movie but you have to do icarus and anarchy and Mm -hmm. make them both be 
one story, not like feel like they're two separate parts. Anarchy bleeds way in the beginning to Icarus and Icarus bleeds way later into Anarchy. So it's all yeah. that no, way. I think and absolutely. That would be that would be cool. And it'd be a way of something new so that though we love it when Batman dips into the the known rogues, I mean there's there's something different. A little something mm-hmm. different, but um we'll see. Yeah, and I think you can get if we're always if we're go- <laughs> If if WB just wants to keep doing Batman stories over and over again, sure, why not? Like farm yeah. some out that that feel a little different, that have the kind of classic, like, okay, there's a biker gang, there's drugs, there's mm-hmm. organized crime of some sort. Like, yeah, those all the classic elements, but done in a way where people don't already know these characters. I think that actually could play well to that. You've you've convinced me, man. I moved from a from a hesitant yes to like, yeah, I would totally see this both parts of those like combined i think could actually make a pretty compelling story but just have francis manipul and brian bucciolato come in and help you with that art yes please help with that art you can you can nod to their art you can't you can't duplicate it perfectly but you can nod to it like the new Mm -hmm. frontier dc animated movie did to darwin cook that gave me hope that gave me hope that's still one of my favorites of all of those by the way like that was like their first and best in my opinion i love i love new frontier though too so Mm. i just got i just got uh that was the other thing i my wife gave me the hardest time she didn't understand why i spent so much money on a on a comic book but i finally got the absolute edition of that this year wow it's nice did it did it deliver oh man it's incredible i think seeing comics on that scale i'm like i I don't want to see it like in a smaller scale anymore. Yeah. Like it's just absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Darwin cooks. Well another, that's another show though. Altogether. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're done talking about this now. Darwin cook that, that old guy. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, what are your final thoughts? Uh, maybe re- to summarize your feelings or repeat what you've already said, whatever for the Batman by Francis Manipal and Brian Bucciolato. I, like I said, I enjoy when there's kind of a, a unique take or spin on Batman that isn't what we've seen before. And I think that this is an example of that. And I think it's, it's a mixed bag, you know, as they kind of get their footing, but overall, I think it's a really enjoyable story that has a great combination of familiar parts presented in maybe a new little more kinetic way. Um, yeah. And I like, and I like it a lot. And I think even in re rereading this, you know, to talk about it and chat about it, it was really enjoyable for the most part, two thirds enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. It was really enjoyable. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll echo that. I'm, I know when you say the the run from Francis Manipal and Brian Bucciolato, I know it's Icarus and Anarchy, and that's that's a positive in my eyes for sure. Of mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of arcs in comic books that you can't distinguish. You're like, oh yeah, I know that so and so wrote that. I don't remember what happened here. Yeah. Even though I think Anarchy is stronger than Icarus, I know I know both of them. So I I do think it's a it's a definitely a quality chapter in batman comics get detective batman gritty batman noir batman and those are three elements that that i think that 
that's a well that they keep going back to because it works. That's that works mm-hmm. for Batman. So um, I think it's 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 definitely not your year one Dark Knight Returns long Halloween, but it's definitely oh, yeah. respectable. It's respectable. It's very it's good um, for two thirds. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. Nor, nor Batman fighting a giant squid. Like, I mean, that's not not a bad thing. It's it's, it's not a bad thing. That's a quote right there. <laughs> Batman fighting a giant squid. Nor Batman fighting a giant squid. It's not a bad thing. Uh, Mr. Richie, uh, thank you again for coming on coming onto the show to talk talk some Batman. I, I really oh, like the pick. This was a good reread. This is a great discussion. You opened my eyes to the the identity of anarchy. The real identity <laughs> of anarchy. We accomplished something here. <laughs> we sure did. Thanks for having me, man. So, so happy to finally be able to, to make it on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have to have you back uh, one of these days. Uh, until then, if people don't already, how can they um, how can they follow you? Read more of your words, uh, you can... hear more of your thoughts, etc. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritchie. M-A-T-T-R-I-C-H-E-Y. You can also check out uh, comic book reviews that I'm helping write uh, for Let's Go, uh, Let's Go Cast.com. See, it's been a minute since I've even, <laughs> it's messed me up not recording. Now I've, I've forgotten my spiel. But the, the website we have for Let's Go Podcast, you're, you're going to find reviews there. And I also do stuff there. It's a gotta go. Agreed. All right. <laughs> Holy, gotta go. Uh, as for the Batman Book Club, you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for upcoming episodes, new episode drops, and sometimes even some giveaways. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lauer spelled like lower. You can write into the show for questions or comments at the Batman BC at gmail.com. You can also help support the show with merchandise from T Public. You can get t-shirts and hoodies. Uh, onesies for your for your little ones, stickers, magnets, or even a flag to wave out front um, with your with your American flag. Um, uh, America, Batman booklets. They go together perfectly. But if you'd like to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that is 100% a okay. You can help rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. There's a description for or description. The description of this episode has the link there. There we go where you can rate and review the show. The more reviews we get, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So for (laughs) Matt Ritchie, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, read more Batman comics.